0: Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. We're here with Brian. Say hi, Brian. Hey, Mark. How's it going? (laughs) Hey, Hey, Mark. Said hi, Brian. How's that? Well, um, we were on, uh, we did a podcast probably Six months ago or something like that? Seven yeah, months
1: ago? No. it um, was a little more than six months, so seven, eight.
0: Yeah. And uh, we were talking about some health stuff on there. And why don't we talk a little bit about intermittent fasting, because I've been doing that for the last um, almost three weeks now. And uh, you've got a lot of experience with that, right?
2: Yeah, I've done it uh, on and off. And I always feel better when I do it. I don't know why I just don't keep doing it all the time. And it's usually because I start traveling and I, I just get disrupted because I start, the world turns around when you travel and my everything gets, and I just Uh, figure I'll turn it off for a bit. And then it always takes me forever to get it going again. And then when I do, I'm like, why didn't I just keep
0: doing it? Yeah. I mean, I've found it, I get, I've been doing it, like I said, for about three weeks and I'm doing it every other day based on this regimen called the, uh, or the Blowtorch, the Metabolic Blowtorch Diet by Jay Campbell. It's a great name, but yeah. (laughs) Um, And basically the protocol is you you try to do 16 to 20-hour fasts every other day. And the days you try to do, basically, Saturday, Sunday, you're supposed to do back-to-back fasting days, and then Monday – wednesday friday are normal days and you you're supposed to like you know you can fucking eat whatever you want i mean you're not supposed to eat like nasty shit you're not supposed to like crush mcdonald's and fast food but you can um in moderation I've heard people say that and um and you lift on those days so you want some carbs and the way he explained it is your body goes into ketosis right around like the 12 or 14 hour mark when when you don't have any food in your system and then basically for every hour you go you're just burning fat okay. um, and uh you're supposed to take metformin in the morning and before you I heard it, of that night, I don't before know you go to it sleep it's basically i yeah, <laughs> have it here um it's uh diabetics take it it lowers your blood sugar so, so there's, uh, does that help you get into ketosis faster? What's the idea? I or, guess so. Or help you drop
2: weight faster. I, if it's lowering your blood sugar, it's probably helping you to drop weight faster.
0: Yeah, it's um, called glucophage. Uh, glucophage. But that could be in Ukraine. Oh, no, glucophage is American and Ukrainian, Russian. Um, but yeah, so my experience has been, been great. I think I've lost some fat. Um, I've definitely lost some weight. Um, I feel pretty good on it, except they get extremely hangry around like the hour 12. And, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just been the company that's been here. That's making me, that's <laughs> making me angry. But, uh, yeah, tell us about your experiences. Uh, the first time I did it, I did it every day. I was doing, uh,
2: um, and it, the it I noticed the difference on day three. I was horrible. The first three days. It was like torture day three and day nine. And you were um, you were doing it, you weren't having breaks? No. Okay. Min- minimum 16 hours, um, no breaks every day. By day nine, it seemed normal. I was drinking coffee, but by, by day nine, uh, I was like, oh, this is easy. I could do this forever. Um, and then when I went back to it and I did it for a few days right before I flew out to Europe this last trip, I took right to it. It was so easy. It was ridiculous. And um, it actually almost seemed easier. And I think that has a lot to do with just my overall health is better. I think, uh, I think it's easier as you get healthier. Mm -hmm. Your body then adjusts faster. So those have been my personal experiences
0: and, and, um. You're talking about how some people see crazy health benefits. Yeah. I mean, none of that seemed like was scientifically proven. But what, what did they say? Um one well, in the Well, I was talking about uh, dry fasting, not. Oh, dry fasting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, let's talk about that. Um, dry fasting is when you
2: don't drink water or any liquid. Mm-hmm. And uh, dry fasting is getting a lot of attention lately because of a Russian doctor that put out an ebook on it. It's not in English, but they, people translated it, so the, the literal translation is a little weird. But this Russian doctor, I guess, and don't quote me on this, but basically he said that he observed a dog. Uh, not drink or eat for a week after getting hit by a car. And then I got up and started drinking and eating again. It seemed fine. And he noticed how fast it seemed to heal. So he started looking at this more and more and he started saying, uh, playing with it. And the more he's been dry fasting and other people uh, and people have been dry fasting, there's tons of it on the internet. Now, if you look up dry fasting, the more they're saying all kinds of crazy stuff is healing. And they're saying like warts are falling off their bodies Zan Uh Perion, a good friend of mine he's been doing it for a while he said he lost a wart and he, his gray hair is reversing um stuff like this and a lot of people say that it's that it heals your body three times faster than water fasting so uh i did a 37 and then a 38 hour dry fast those are random hours i know um i was going for 48 but i had to work so i, and I, was, I wasn't clear at it so i started eating but uh at and, uh, what I found was, uh, at that 37 hour drive fast, uh, remember I, I, have always had interstitial cystitis, the bladder problem that got after that first drive fast, that got radically better hmm. and it hasn't been even close to as bad ever since. Um,
0: so, and then I also, I how'd you feel after like, when, what, what sort of hour did you start feeling strange? Cause you're no coffee, no water, no nothing. This is right. Like, yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty straightforward because of the cutting. That's just cutting out coffee. I mean, you
2: cut out coffee, you're going to feel like shit pretty fast. At least for me, that's what I feel like. So I can't attribute that to the dry fasting because I haven't done dry fasting without coffee. I mean, I haven't done dry fasting without being
0: off coffee first. Um, now there is a version of wait wait. I mean, like when you did those two dry fasts, when did, how did you feel? Oh, oh, pretty
2: groggy. The first one was worse than the second one.
0: Pretty groggy, pretty out of it. But I attribute that
2: probably more to the lack of coffee than i do the dry fast
1: mm-hmm.
2: like what i'm saying is if i had been clean of coffee first then did the dry fast i'd be curious how i feel because i know i feel like shit when i don't drink coffee oh so your body was used to the coffee first yeah okay, so and yeah so once i once i get off coffee i'm fine so then i could do the dry fast again
0: but uh um, were you doing that in conjunction with the carnivore diet or yeah. Different time. yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. I was doing good. So we, you lost a
0: lot of weight, right? Yeah. And put on a decent amount of muscle. Yeah. What was your kind of before and after uh I had just a lot of I was skinny fat. I had a lot of belly
2: fat. I I was um I was ten at the time I started the carnivore diet, I was probably about hundred and sixty four pounds. And I went down uh I think I went all the way down to on the carnivore, I went down to one thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh just eating carnivore. Then I started lifting weights and I've gone I've gone all the way back up to uh 148, 49, 150. I don't think it's all muscle. I think it's a little bit of fat So I, I definitely upped my calories. I went yeah. into a surplus and I was doing a surplus on a fat based diet. So I was seeing, can I gain weight
0: to eating fat, gain muscle, gaining fat? And I definitely did. They say that like the huge benefit of intermittent fasting is what a lot of people say you can't do, which is burn muscle, sorry, burn fat and, and Build muscle, muscle But uh, they say with IF, you actually can't do it. Yeah, I believe, um, I see people out there that seem to be doing it. Mm-hmm.
2: And they just, they say it's just a slower rate. You know, it's a slow growth of muscle versus this. And yeah. again, like what is a fast growth of muscle? Well, people would say two pounds a month, four pounds a month would be, not even four is next to possible. possible. Yeah. Two pounds a month, let's say,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which they say is at the high end. Um, that's, I mean, if I get a quarter, a half a pound a month, but I'm not losing, I'm losing, I'm saying lean. I feel good. I don't have to put on all this extra body weight and then cut later. To me, it's worth it.
0: Yeah. Well, I was doing like, basically I've been trying to do keto for the last maybe year. And I would see, I definitely lost some fat on it, like around the end of 2018. Um, But then I, I kind of like hit a plateau and I think I just, there's so many things that kick you out of keto. It's so hard to to not cheat, you know? And it's like one little thing can kick you out of it.
2: Did you ever get into ketosis for a solid, strict ketosis for a long period of time first?
0: I think so, but, I mean, when I was losing some fat, because, I mean, I did see a, a noticeable difference. Yeah. So I lost some body fat, um, but I just know my lifestyle – it wasn't really conducive to it because I would, you know, I'd maybe have like three or four or five days where I'd be perfect on it. And then I'd have one day where, I don't know, maybe I drank like a beer at an after party mm. or like had a sip of wine. Like there's so much that can just like kick you out of ketosis. And once you're out, it takes like five days to get back in. Right. Mm. It's, this is why I was asking if you've ever been in it a long time. This is what I've heard. I you. was in it for a long time back in 2011 when I lost like 60 pounds. Okay. Then I was like hardcore, but I wasn't drinking and I like, My lifestyle was just do nothing but lose weight. Uh And I think I was in ketosis for probably like a month and a half straight because I was just, that's good. I was losing crazy weight. I've heard there's an adaption phase and then it's up to like 12 weeks of the first
2: adaption phase. So you definitely don't want to cheat in the first week if you've never done ketosis. 12 weeks, they say you're pretty good in, but you're still going to be constantly getting more efficient at burning fat for fuel for up to a year. So people who have been doing it consistently long-term come out, they can go right back in. They have a little meal or something to spike their insulin, to put on some muscle mass, they can go back in potentially. And um, this is everything I've heard. And, and then you also get better at actually using fat to create muscle and things like that, but the longer you've been in, I've heard too. They just don't really know enough. They haven't tested enough to know if any of this is solid. So yeah. this is all like what people from personal experience a lot of times talk about. Yeah. Um, there are definitely people out there put on a lot of muscle mass using body fat uh, fuel like like ketosis. Uh, there's one guy I'm thinking of. I can't remember his channel, but that guy's huge, and he built all of it pretty much with in in ketosis because no. he said he was just he couldn't handle carbs. His body was yeah. getting
0: sick all the time. Hmm. So I when I switched from ketosis to um, this metabolic blowtorch intermittent fasting diet, uh, I really like. I've been enjoying eating carbs. And I don't have to like be so obsessive over what I'm eating because you can you can essentially, as long as you're, I mean, the, the protocol call, calls for, you know, a portion of protein, healthy carbs like brown rice or sweet potatoes um, and then fat. So you just, you know, you have three meals a day plus some snacks in between and uh, whatever. If you just slice a pizza, you just slice a pizza. As long as you're not like super cheating on it. And um Another guy who's in the group, who's um, he's forty five. He he turned me onto it, and his before and after picture is pretty fucking cool, pretty insane. I'll pull it up here. Well, at a certain point, I do believe you got to kind of monitor your calories a bit. The only reason
2: I don't have a full blown six pack is because I eat way into it. Even with just eating fat for a fuel source, I eat way into my uh, surplus. Mm-hmm. And That's on purpose because I don't want to get a six pack at the body with size I'm at now because I just feel like I look too lean. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was here, Oh there, wow. uh, there's a difference, but you look at, look at, he's already lean here, he's he's doing like me, he's just like me, he's holding this this layer of fat from, and that's usually a, a layer from insulin response, right? I don't and think then,
0: Nicholas will mind if we show this, so here's the, uh, here's the before. And he's got that spare tire, that's usually a sign of insulin, uh, uh
2: response. And there's the after. And right there, you can see that whole spare tire has just started
1: to disappear. Right. There's the before. So, yeah, I mean, that's
0: he's the one who turned him at this diet. That's pretty, mm-hmm. literally. He's holding weight back here, mm-hmm.
2: just like me. And then he tightens up, and boom. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, I like seeing that because that, that reminds me of what my body going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for you, Nick, when you yeah. ever watch this. Good job, man. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah, I feel like if I can put on a few more pounds of muscle, then I'll want, then I'll want to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you said it's been really like shredding. I mean, you can see the, the yep. difference in muscle. I well, mean, because as you get more lean, obviously, your muscles, you start to see like veins pop out. and yep. It makes you look more muscular. Well, that started to happen to me. Um, yeah, like look at, I his, stopped it. look at his traps or whatever. That's not traps. What do they call those?
2: Where did you shoulders, the
0: last, oh the shoulders, the lats, shoulders,
2: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's that. When that started happening to me, I purposely ate more calories too because I, I just, also I was lifting really heavy, trying to put on muscle mass, and I was trying to get into, and I went into a 500 calorie surplus by eating a lot of extra fats, and I just noticed I was tired. So I then I added another five, oh, couple hundred calories. Pretty soon I was like way up there in my surplus. So yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't getting fat like I thought I would. But I also I gained a few pounds and I just kind of sat there and I noticed, but my strength gains were better. Mm-hmm. My uh, I felt better at the gym. Um, and so when I really want to cut, I'll just cut the calories
0: back down. And, and well, the thing is, um, when you're doing IF, like it's really hard to eat too many calories because you're only eating for that short window. Yeah, IF is different. like right? I wasn't eating when that was.
2: So the you're three, talking about ketosis. That's the that's okay. the other thing. When I went to build muscle mass, I stopped eating IF. When I went to build all this uh, size, I, I was eating so many calories a day. I just felt like IF
0: was too hard to do, and uh, that was the. Reason. Have you ever tried it? What? Building muscle on IF? No, I've heard that people With? do it. Yeah, so I should try it. I mean, I've been. I feel like I'm definitely. I'm I'm definitely stronger. Like yeah. I've been tracking when I can lift. Um, I get stronger faster than I get bigger. I look by, by far. I, I mean, I can
2: get strong, 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 and it seems like size doesn't come on as fast.
0: This is my before and after from, like, uh, from when? That's, like, basically before I started IF and then after. Oh, you already see a big difference.
2: Yeah. Look at your upper stomach. Like, that whole area is leaning out so nicely. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You look puffy here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, here you look, you look, you just look healthier. I don't know if that's the lighting. You got good lighting there. Show the... uh, You're more cut up. Show the... Video here.
1: Where'd that go? Yeah, there's. It's like two months basically before IF and after. So, yeah, I mean. yeah I see a
2: huge difference Even, yeah. but look at look at how much you leaned out up here this is what's making the difference is your upper body like mm-hmm. around your chest and everything so oh, yeah. like leaned out it's making Lots you look man muscul- boobs yeah, you yeah. Look more, now you look more muscular and earlier you look more, a little more like you need brother yeah so, <laughs> so. so yeah,
0: so, yeah. Um, I mean I feel like everyone I'm following who's in really good shape is doing some sort of combination of IF with whatever the fuck else they're doing, right? Yeah. Gorgeous IS, so. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a guy out there. He owns, a, I think it's
2: dryfasting.com, and he is, uh, I can double-check that real quick, but he's doing dry fasting, intermittent fasting. He does something. He has protocols 22-2, 44-4, and he, what he does is a totally unique. He calls it semi-dry fasting, to be honest. Um, he has you do a little... Ex- Two espresso shots three espresso shots throughout the day. You're only other than that, you're dry fasting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and uh, he puts in all these herbs and, and supplements into a, a little shot, like into the coffee, and then you shoot it. That he sells online, of course, or you can, he tells you what to go get if you don't want to use his stuff. And um, people, his 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 channel, like, I learned about it from Zamperoni and his channel and everything. People are just raving about the health benefits, and how much better they feel, and. And uh, so I've been wanting to do that. I've got some of his supplements, and uh, when I get a down period where I'm not working so much, I can actually start that. Yeah. And I start it for like 16 hours, then go to eight, 18 or 20, and then just kind of work my way up to 22, and see how I feel.
0: Yeah. I, the longest fast I've done so far has been a 20 hour, and um. That's the longest fast period you've ever done. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. You have to get out there and do some <laughs> serious fasting, man. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty like. This is coming from a, a Jewish guy who can't even keep Yom Kippur, right? Like yeah. <laughs> the one time you're supposed to be a good Jew and fast the whole day. You're supposed to do a dry fast as uh-huh. well. From from sundown to sundown. Um basically from when you go to bed. It's not even that long. It's like mm-hmm. from when you go to bed. So it's like from midnight, basically like a sixteen hour fast, dry fast. Mm-hmm. And I never I never could do it. Um most of the time I didn't even try because I'm just a, Bad Jew, and don't give a fuck. But uh, a few times I did it with, without eating, so there it was a wet fast. Is that what you call it? A wet fast? Yeah, the like yeah, fast, just, just fasting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, twenty hours has been my max, but I did back to back sixteen hour fasts. So. Yeah, that's good. You're, you're well on the way. You got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, well,
2: and uh, I can't believe you did a thirty eight. 37 yeah well some people and here's the thing there's a lot of you probably thinking is I said I talked about uh, the dog doing a week and there are people out there that are literally the doctors would say that you die after three hours of no water no food not for us three days three days know, three yeah. days and actually there's all kinds of people doing uh, three days and there's all kinds of people doing a week and five days and I'm not recommending you do that to your doctor if you want to do it so wasn't there a guy that went 30 days without food or water I haven't heard that one most heard that. Or something, and he did it uh, the most i've heard uh was somewhere in the range of seventeen twenty one somewhere in that range, and that just seems crazy to me without food or water now the water has the body has its own capacity to make its own water. this is what they figured out, and this is part of the repair mechanism of the body and why they say it repairs so fast, but still it can only do that so long. I think anything in the extreme is dangerous, yeah, but what it does is it actually starts uh when you take all the food out. And this is why dry fasting or fasting in general is so important. I mean, you take all the food out and and, um, the body goes into something called autophagy. You can look it up, check up YouTube videos on it. And autophagy is when the body is not being used for digestion, then it starts searching for damaged tissue to repair. So it starts tearing apart cells that are damaged and this is why they say like stuff like warts and stuff fall off the body. And it starts looking to tear them apart. And then it, and then what it can do is take hydrogen molecules, combine it with oxygen molecules from the air and create its own water and flush itself out. And so the theory here is that probably in primitive times, humans were probably fasting all the time, you know, hunting yeah. for food, right. gathering, right? You go a few days without catching yeah. anything. And-, and the body has to have a mechanism to deal with that. Right. And and that was also part of its regeneration process. So, and then what, they, what the guy said was, uh, and again, you know, we can't prove this, but… If you look at Holocaust survivors, they did, they went through a lot of fasting and dry fasting big time, you know, yeah. like they went through, and most of them lived to be 90 something, 100. Yeah. And so he was asking why are, why are they living? Well, they're so still alive, alive, if that's the case. Yeah. Them. Some of them. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I mean, yeah, they certainly. I mean, they didn't look so good. They were all like emaciated,
2: emaciated and and shit, and beyond emaciated. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I think dry fasting, from what every I've done, watched a lot of videos on it, and it seems to have a um, a lot of uh, a lot of benefits. And uh, the guy I was thinking of, dryfasting.com, is uh, I believe is Robert McGowan. If you guys want to check him out. Okay.
0: So that's uh, some good shit on fasting and eating blah 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 I wonder if we can hear Mila's blah 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 blah. yeah maybe shut the door thanks Hingali
1: Georgian Beach okay so let's talk about
0: I don't know should we talk about chicks
2: does uh does does
0: business cigar does Mark have any questions I mean maybe Mark, what do you want to talk about? Mark's in Bangkok right now trying to avoid getting banged by some ladyboy cock. That's a that's a good goal, Mark. <laughs> Very good goal.
1: Hey, can you hear me? Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, so while you're talking about intermittent fasting, I, I'm doing that right now. Um, I'll end it tomorrow night. Just a, a quick one. Um, I've had great results with it, but as far as dry fasting, I've done that two or three times now and it has never turned out well. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like, um, uh, basically I have indigestion for almost, uh, like, like lousy digestion for almost a week. The stools come out, uh, very soft. Um, and yeah, it's like whatever I eat, it it doesn't it doesn't stay long, right? But a wet fast, how, I'll be fine. <laughs> how long did you dry fast for? Um, 24 hours, and I think another time almost 36 hours. So
2: wow, that's impressive. So uh, now, do you think that any do you think that that's because the dry fasting screwed you up, or do you think that there's any aspect of uh, detoxification going on there from the dry fast? i not
3: I have no idea. I I, I was like I, I would literally have to be taking all sorts of tests to be able to know that for sure, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I can definitely say. I mean, like, let's just suppose it was some sort of detox, right? Like, how many days uh, would it take for my body to recover from that? Like, you know. <laughs> I agree. The three, the that's why I, for you, three,
2: if you want, if somebody was to continue that, I would, I would tell them to cut your dry fast way down, start small, work your way up slowly. Uh, but maybe for you, it's best you just do water fast. Obviously that's the better experience. Um, and obviously you get great benefit from it. So.
3: Yeah, I, I love, I, I love doing this. It's like, uh, um, every time I go just like fast one or two days uh, a week, and this is like a twenty-four hour webcast, fast, at least or twenty-four to thirty-six. Um, uh, it's like effortless, just peeling off the uh, fat weight. Um, you know, I'm, I'm holding my regular weight, right? Like I'm holding at one eighty-five, but it's just sh- just shredding the fat, and um, while eating pretty much the same way, um, which is mostly clean. So, um,
1: well, it sounds like you yeah. found something perfect for you. Yeah, it seems like it. How often, <laughs> you know? how often are you doing the IF? Uh, what, once a week. One day a week.
3: Yeah, like a like a twenty four hour uh, fast. So, no, uh, mm-hmm. twenty four to thirty six. A thirty six hour fast. Sorry. Um, yeah, one day a week. Um, okay. Yeah, and I'm. And I I might throw in every now and then like a. Um, you know, uh, I guess you could say something along the lines of a standard intermittent fast, just one meal a day. Um But yeah, and uh, this works out pretty well. I My results begin to uh plateau when I get close to 12-13% body fat, then it just, not even that intermittent fat seems to help me lean up beyond that. So, um, yeah, that would be the
1: next
0: thing for me to figure well, 12, 13 is
2: pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's very healthy for, for a man. Um, I know some people really want to get down to sub-10s, though, that that whole being able to see all your abs and every little detail and 10 or below is kind of where that starts to happen. And so it's a lot of guys' goals. Yeah. So, yeah. Even if they don't keep it. I don't it. think I'll ever get to that. <laughs> Not in this life.
1: <laughs>
2: it amazes me some of these people that sit at like 7, 8, and 9, so easily, like it's they. Eat. There's a few of them I've seen. They just year round. They're sitting at that. I don't know if it's healthy. I don't know if it's good for them, but they seem to be able to do it. Um, the one guy that has Athlean X sits at a really low body percentage all all year round.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Super popular fitness trainer. Yeah. You know, Jeff hmm. And He doesn't believe in any of this. He doesn't believe in keto. He doesn't believe in dry fasting. He doesn't believe in any of this they're Like just eat a healthy diet, and you know. And I'm like, well, good for you. You know, that's Eat that's a healthy diet. Yeah, and he he lists out what you know, basic carb portion. How often he working out? Probably every day. He's an a- he trains uh he trains athletes, you know, that's what his business is. So you know? he's literally in the gym full time. Yeah. I mean he owns a gym and he trains uh the top athletes in his area for major sports teams and things like okay. that. I mean, that could certainly be uh <laughs> effective.
3: <laughs> Just eat healthy diet, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite YouTube personalities, Robbie. I sent you a, a, a link to his uh, video once on the uh, planks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He, that he's that. Gr- yeah. he's, he, he's, he's got great workout strategies, and and everything he teaches, I think, is top notch. Yeah. As far as going to the gym, um he just knows his shit. So, uh, I couldn't eat like him because I I have too many gut sensitivities. So that's why I play with all this stuff. And I I don't know about you, Mark, but I play with all this stuff because I've had so many problems with my gut as a child growing up. And you know about that, Robbie. And Mm -hmm. so I'm constantly looking for something new that can help heal it more. Um, and so I can get more, more and more variety in my diet and, um, And for me, like, dry fasting is actually easier than water fasting. I find I have – if I'm going to go more than, like, 16 hours or 18 hours, I'd rather be on a dry fast Hmm. because the water fast makes me hungry at a certain point. I just drink the water, and then suddenly I want food, whereas
0: a dry fast, I just don't care. I'm, like, fine either way. Yeah, I guess I haven't really thought about it. A lot of the time when I'm fasting, I just don't even drink the water. But then I guess when I do, maybe it makes me more hungry. I don't know. Hmm. I get really fucking hungry, though i get so i get so angry like if you're (laughs) oh my god if you're around me like watch out (laughs) it's like a loose can ready to blow
3: hey brian to address your question about the gut health i i've actually have had quite a few issues with that um i still have yet to do a biome test (laughs) but um i do know in some of my experiments um the actually, the thing that's made the the most dramatic difference is um cutting out like cutting out dairy cutting out like especially whey protein um mm-hmm. um that just aggravates so much um and the other thing is a beef bone broth. oh my yeah. God, I feel so much better after doing that um I like love like a lot of my autoimmune symptoms have gone away. Simply because of that, but here in Bangkok, I can't find it, so they've come back.
2: <laughs> you have to make it yourself. um I, I feel the same way, though. I beef oh, I beef I make bone broth—it's
3: hard to find the ingredients. Um,
2: uh, ah, yeah. okay. Can't find the yeah. stock. Um, but I feel the same way. Beef bone broth is amazing. Bone broth is amazing. It just makes my body just like I—I I, I should be. I used to drink it every day. Like like I would replace my coffee with it, and it was so much better. Um, uh, dairy does mess with me. Um, raw dairy is better than, uh, than, uh, pasteurized. I find that that's a big difference. And, uh, I personally believe that if you've got gut issues, guys, that there's a bacteria, there's some bacteria I've had myself checked out and I found some bacteria in there. And I believe if the gut's not healing and you're doing everything right, you, you're taking all the offending foods out and everything, then there's probably a bacteria that's, that's, uh, that's in your gut. They just haven't found yet or haven't been tested for Cause there's a lot of them. And, uh, and I'm believing this more and more as I look at more and more people who have healed their gut, and they always You're to talking about like this.
0: candida, for example.
2: No, that's a yeast over overgrowth. So the bacteria would be like H pylori or wow. blastotominous. It's a bacteria that gets in your gut. Uh, C diff would be another one that just attacks like H pylori uh, will grow like crazy and create a lot of ulceration. And uh, if your stomach acids are off, your HCLs off, it really grows fast. So you got to get your stomach acids balanced. But once for most people that have h. pylori because it's the most common bacteria in the world, once you heal it, their ulcers will usually go away. Now I'm not saying that's everybody because there's been some exceptions, and they can't it's hard for them to explain why, but almost everybody that that's been the experience and then um but all these bacterias do something hmm. and um and I personally believe that as you get healthier, it's harder and harder to even take on these bacterias like your body as you get mentally and physically stronger after you've healed yourself, the body will, will won't let them take root but yeah, I
0: don't know if I've ever had anything like that. Uh, the way you eat, I doubt it. <laughs> I see you eat, you seem just fine. So Yeah. And not I, saying you don't, but I mean, you knew me when I was a fat fuck when we were doing MyFatAss.com dot com or whatever yeah. org. Um I would just crush Jerry's famous deli with uh you know <laughs> yeah. the Carl's group and when Ben would come visit, just eat those corned beef ruben's all day. Uh, yeah, you were you were going nuts. You could eat anything. I was always yeah. jealous of how you could eat. I mean <laughs>
2: But then I thought, you know, it's good. that I, This is my excuse. It's good that I can't eat those foods. It keeps me skinny. Yeah. You know, that's how. I, that's what I tell myself. I so, certainly wasn't skinny then. But yeah. but then you got really skinny. Jesus, I remember when yeah. you walked in after you'd been on keto for so long, and you were like skinny as a rail. Yeah, it's like I, damn. I dropped from two fifteen to one fifty five. So it was
1: a huge difference.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Mark, thanks for the question. You got anything else you want to chat about? Any, uh, dating questions over there in Bangkok? Hopefully you're doing some day game and not just, uh, trolling Tinder, wasting your uh, time.
3: No, I've, I've stopped using Tinder for about a month now, but, um, I've definitely, uh, I've, um, I've got a girl who I've been dating for three weeks now or something, and, uh, we've been, uh, we've been having a lot
1: of fun. Um, Ooh, Where'd and, you meet her? And, at Sugar Club Sugar. Um, yeah. That's so a, that's a I, brothel.
3: I, I've, right? I've, um, I've pulled, um, brief from that club. <laughs> Two what? <And tonight>. what? <laughs> Yeah.
1: What'd you say? What'd you say? So,
3: anyway, um, um, no, it's really easy. Talking? It's really easy to hook up there. Um, I've, Um, um, this one I'm seeing, she, well, I'll get to that one later, but, uh, I was, I was able to leave with uh, girls on two nights that I've been there and I've been there twice. Um, and I got a number for another one and she's the one I'm still (laughs) hanging out with now. So.
0: Nice. Um, and these, these were, uh, non escort, non lady boys, right?
3: (laughs) Correct. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, uh yeah, yeah. I I say yes, right? But um man, I think uh, sure. on the like 99% sure. Okay. That I'm, I'm clean. Um but let me tell you, um dude, when you especially with tender but like you see so many lady boys, your mind starts messing with you, man. You start saying is is this is she is she a man? Is she a man? Like oh I saw this quality here. There, there could be, there could be, you know. And um, just the whole idea, of like uh, this this girl I'm with, she could be. Oh man, just um, um, my mind started playing tricks on me. <laughs> I started. <laughs> I mean, whoa. doing research. I doing guess fun. you have
0: to worry that they they used to have a dick and they turned it into a pussy, right? They have, uh, uh, yeah. They- and you know, there's a percentage of guys out there that have fucked a former dude that don't know they ever have, and because they were never they'd told. say if you fucked a hundred people, one of those was odds are to be a dude, Half so, or was a dude. Yeah, was a dude. yeah, so, um, uh, for more police. There was yeah. one time I had a scare with this with this Brazilian girl. She was tall. She was like, I mean, she was hot, but she had this huge, huge pussy, like. <laughs> I was, I felt like a hot dog down a hallway, Uh, but (laughs) but she was super wet, right? And I know she didn't like go to the bathroom and put some crap in there because that's the thing though. Like if you've had a change, right? Like you don't naturally get wet. So,
3: oh, here's here's the thing, Robbie. Like I thought that too, and then I made the (laughs) mistake of doing some research on that, and it can they put some uh, estrogen treatments in there and they can grow uh, female tissue and get wet.
1: Well, there you go, Robbie.
3: That's
0: what uh, well, I <laughs> Statistics are, are not on my side when it comes to this, uh, <laughs> comes to this, this, this laundry, but you can't sit there and really... my fingers crossed, whatever. So, so yeah. How many girls are you at now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, I just but, had a weird day yeah. to about that. Anyways. You, uh, you can't really worry about it, though. That's what? Yeah, I mean I got tested after that and still clean, so whatever. If it was a dude, good for him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I came, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, like if you can't tell like most other people couldn't tell, right? So uh
1: <laughs>
0: I mean this if you line this girl up in front of a thousand guys, a thousand would fuck her, so
2: yeah, and then there's if a lot of guys man. that
0: this are fantasy, they don't care. They would uh I know guys
2: out there that I know one guy, he's pretty much, he only dates women, but he says that one of his big fantasies is to meet a, 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 tran, a trans, is it transsexual? That, uh, yeah. that post op, or yeah, post op, that is, um, you can't never tell. He's done so well on that, yeah. and uh, it's one of his big fantasies. I have another friend. It was uh, when I was young, the very first uh, former man that ever came out in Playboy was this chick named Tula. You can look her up on the internet. And really hot, uh, it was really hot. She was in Playboy, and everybody was freaking out over this issue of Playboy because he was yeah. this former man in Playboy. And the first thing out of my buddy's mouth, my best friend at the time, he's looking at the magazine. He goes, "I'd do her." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm young. I'm like, you know, that used
0: to be a man. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, okay, there you go.
2: So, uh,
0: did you hear about that that trans uh, trans weightlifting champion recently? Uh-uh. So basically, a dude had the surgery and competed in a female weightlifting oh, competition everywhere. and broke, like, all sorts of world records... <laughs> And everyone's like, "Fuck you, you're a cheater."
2: This is happening in colleges. <laughs> this is happening in high schools. This is happening everywhere because of the uh
0: Crazy. Because
2: everybody wants to be PC and Exactly. correct, and it's just not—it's not fair to the poor
0: girls who are working their ass yeah, off. Yeah, this this dude broke five world records in like one competition, like blasted through the world records. I'm sure you can look it up. Recently, in in the news, it was like a huge outrage. It's like, like you know, it's like if I went and played female ice hockey. I'd probably break a few records no. too. Just cuz I'm fucking bigger. Like it's, oh my god. Well there's all these wins. It's in the, in the the interviewer, like the, the interviewee, the, the woman who the woman who won was like, "Oh, I'm so proud of myself all that hard work was <laughs> like <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're fucking <laughs> pathetic. Well, there's,
2: you know, there are a lot of people out there that believe that men and women are basically the same. It's as, you know, Sasha did that whole video on strength and they're like, well, no, women are just as strong as men. And and honestly, they're not women are better at certain things. Men are better at certain things on average. That's the way our bodies are designed. Whether you want to be a man or not doesn't change (laughs) that. Okay. And, um, and so I don't know. Maybe they need to have their own category.
0: Yeah. They should actually.
2: Transgender Olympics? Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Create their own category, and they can go compete in it, and that they can set their own world records, yeah. with, you know, and all that stuff. And because it's just not fair. Uh, I just heard an interview with this guy. I wish I could remember his name, but he he wanted to prove that point too. So he was an average guy went weightlifting, said, and he didn't even bother to go get you know look like a woman or anything. He just said, I see, I feel I'm a woman. And he started <laughs> lifting weights, and he's, and he's
0: like, see how easy it is? And he's and he's like, he was just trying to make a point. Right. Uh, and it's like trying to clown that sort of thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's just insane. Like, the fact that that, like,
1: what? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. the, the political correctness is fucking retarded.
2: Well, if I was one of those girls and I was working my ass off to be the best in my field and I, uh, and that happened, I'd be pissed.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd be utterly pissed. I mean, yeah. She deserves the, he, she, shim deserves whatever. Bad yeah. karma's coming Shim's way. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Someone's going to like Nance their Tanya Harding her or something. <laughs> that might be a bit extreme. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I think that's, 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 that's like uh, at least they deserve that, you know? Yeah. Because Nancy Kerrigan, she was skating the Olympics even after she got hit in the knee with the baseball bat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, Fuck. Wait, no, which one got hit? Wait. Tanya Harding hired a hitman to hit Nancy, to hit Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. So yeah. she'd make the Olympics. Oh, that's yeah, right. I, remember, I remember. They both ended up making it. And but why is she then, even still in the Olympics? If she hired a hitman to hit her with a, because they couldn't do the like whole conviction time, I guess. I um, didn't even know that. I
2: remember the baseball bat and I remember I saw happening, but I don't remember. Don't, you don't remember when her, me. when her,
0: her lace broke in the competition. Uh-huh. So she, she made the Olympics team um or, Tanya, or or both Tom. okay both but you know Tanya was ranked like number 2 in the world and uh or, sorry Nancy was ranked number 2 and Tanya was ranked i don't know she was maybe 7 or 8 and um she was going into her final skate and as she came out and started her skate her her lace broke and she like she started <laughs> crying <laughs> this whole thing and it was like karma <laughs> you know um and she ended up Like, watch the YouTube video. It's hilarious, Uh, where she's just like sobbing, my
1: skate. skate."
0: So she ended up not meddling, and poor Nancy Kerrigan should have finished first. But um, I'm just shocked let her compete. I'm totally shocked. Yeah, you do something like that, that you're. Oh yeah, you could still compete in the Olympics. I don't think they had convicted her yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. they had to to prove that she did it. And she got away with it. She get to go to jail. Um, I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure she didn't get away with it. I think maybe something. We need a fact checker over here, like Joe Rogan, buddy. Yeah. So, like, she out <laughs> it. We look things up. Yeah. It. What what happened, honey? Well, she came out with this. Um, she was on like a documentary series or something, talking about how the whole thing, and she was so hated, and this documentary she did made people like really love her again because um, she was honest about the whole thing. Um, but yeah, my facts might not be correct. If she ever went to prison. American former figure skater, retired boxer, and reality TV personality. Quite uh, a career okay. there. Figure
2: skater, okay. boxer. They need to do uh, ice skating, boxing at the same time. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see. She was being stripped. Of, she was uh, the 1991-94 U.S. champion before being stripped of her 1994 title and her '91 World silver medalist. Um, in 1994, Harding became embroiled in controversy when her ex-husband, Jeff Gillooly, Galoo- orchestrated an attack on her fellow U.S. skating rival, Nancy Kerrigan. Both women then competed in the 1994 Olympics. Oh. Kerrigan won the silver medal, Harding finished eighth. Harding later pleaded guilty to hindering the prosecution in March and was banned for life on June 30th from U.S. Figure Skating Association. Uh, In the early 2000s, she competed as a professional boxer, and her life has been subject of numerous films, documentary books, and academic studies. In 2014, two television documentaries about Harding's life and skating career were aired within two months of each other, inspiring Stephen Rogers to write the darkly comedic biographical film, oh, I, Tanya, that was it, It was released in 2017 starring Margot Robbie. So maybe the defense is that she didn't know her husband did this, and
2: um, that's what it sounds like. I mean, that's why she got away with it. If she,
0: if she didn't know, maybe she didn't know. I don't know. You know? I don't know. Anyways. How do, how do we end up talking about fucking Tanya Hardy? <laughs>
2: Random shit. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
0: Um, it's funny. I talk about
2: dating in most of my uh, conversations because it's business, but yeah. it's kind of interesting to come on your podcast, talk about everything else.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I talk about dating nice. so often. So nice. Yeah. So we can talk about some dating stuff. We got another 10 minutes or so. Or five minutes. Uh, what like should we to talk to about? Ask any other
2: Actually, the other area I talk a lot about is uh, just any type of self improvement, as far as changing your life, building confidence, going after things. That's, that's what that's what I'm good at, and it's what our what we make well, happen. What's the best? I think that's what of, I do more of
0: than dating, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's it's kind of uh, people come in for the dating stuff, and then they realize it's the biggest yeah. picture that actually matters.
2: Yeah, very much so.
0: I guess uh I don't know, let's let's ask I'll ask you a dating question. What's like the one oh no, that's a bad question. Um what about your I've been trying to implement more of like a morning ritual, mm-hmm. morning routine to uh just in my daily lifestyle. Um trying not to check my phone when I get out of bed. First thing I'll try to do is go down to the park get a coffee, walk with Wiley, meditate, do some Russian practice, journal, and that whole spiel will take me around an hour. Yeah. And then I can check my phone or do whatever. Um, I found that to be to be very, I don't know, I feel better after doing it. Yeah, that. you look forward to get up in the morning, don't you? Because the morning yeah. is so nice. That yeah, think The hour is so beautiful. It's great. Yeah. And then I notice when I do check my phone first, usually there's, you know, Going to shit. Shit. Well, <laughs> sometimes I'll get a text about some bullshit, you know, some Airbnb toilet clogged or some guest once a can. Who knows, right? So those can be annoying. Um, and occasionally you'll just get some other – you know. So, but that can really fuck up your day, right, starting yeah. off with something like that. So what have you – have you been – I, I have a morning – I do have a morning practice, and
2: yeah. I, I stay – consistent where I break it. Sometimes it's traveling. And I always regret breaking it. And I always get happy getting back to it. It can be anywhere from 15 minutes to two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a full long version and I, and I can add pieces and change pieces at home. It gets really long. Um, David D'Angelo, Evan Pagan has two hours yeah. Yeah, every morning, two hours. And, and he, he did does, a whole product on the morning. He did, door, it, right? I <laughs> think he did. Yeah. yeah. It's very powerful. Um, I believe that the brain, you know, in the morning, it, it sets the tone of your day, and and your attitude, your energy, your emotions sets the tone of the day. So every morning, um, I love to get up and focus on positivity. Uh, but particularly, I love to do a little meditation, then what I call a little releasing or letting go. You can look up um, releasing, releasing, yeah, <laughs> <A> little releasing, <laughs> let it go, um, and uh, and that makes you feel so much better. Um, and uh, if you look up David Hawkins' book Letting Go or Sedona Method um, by Hel Waskin, let any Lester Levinson work. These are all aspects of Letting Go. And uh, so basically, I get up and then I, I I focus and I read my goals every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just have a few goals, and then I'll, I'll we never have a lot. And then oh, I you read the first thing as you read those. Well, first I meditate, and then I'll read the goals, and then I start releasing any resistance. Are you, wait, you have, are you are you are you long term goals or short term goals?
0: Daily goals, um, you
2: know, or longer. No, they're 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 typically sh- short term in the sense that they might be a few months out, uh, but not like years out. Okay. Okay. Um, I do have one that's long term. that's a fine as a financial goal that might be a few years away, and I just kind of gr- casually meditate on it. But I feel like the ship is moving in that direction on its own. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of meditate on that number and what's being created in the background of my mind, knowing it's eventually
0: going to happen. So I'm not worried about it. And, but the, the. How often do you change? Do you have like a, a time where you adjust those short term goals? But whenever you reach them, then you just put new ones in? Yeah. Uh, as I reach them, you really, as you reach them, you really want to
2: change them. Otherwise, you kind of get that you flounder. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and so I have a unique process for the short term goals too is that I'll write the goal down in a positive way, right? That feels good to my body. Like when I read it, it feels a little charged. And then beneath it, I write all these supporting statements. And, um, and I'll write a statement that says, like, if I feel like if my goal is, let's say my goal is make a million dollars or get a hot blonde as a girlfriend, and and I'm going to allow myself to have a hot blonde as a girlfriend in an easy, relaxed way, I might write something like that. Just a simple, nice, relaxing statement. Or, and um, and then beneath that, if I have any thought that's a doubt that comes up, like, uh, I'm bad at meeting women, or it's really hard to meet women, might be, then I'll write a supporting statement that says something like... Uh, I'm finding it easier and easier every day to meet women. You know, mm-hmm. um, me, uh, women, uh, I tend to not get past the third date. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm dating women longer. You know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm dating women longer and it's, it's becoming more enjoyable and easy. And I'll write stuff like this that counters all the negative thoughts I have. Mm-hmm. And every day when That's i true, read I'm writing them all
0: down though. Right. Yeah. So I have one
2: thought here at the top and then all these supporting statements. Then as the supporting statements change day to day. You write down I'm, the negative thought too? I write it down at first, and I kind of throw it out. Okay. Okay. And then, as the supporting statements change day to day, as I start seeing them come true, I might take one out, put a new one in. I might change it and modify it to be more positive as I see things. And these, so that the, everything beneath the goal is kind of this living thing that's constantly changing as I read it, okay. and it's it's yeah. evolving from week to week. I actually got the idea of this from your favorite person, Brent Smith, and um <laughs> and uh, cuz he talked about it online, I thought it was really brilliant. Yeah. I was like, I've been using it successfully with me, with coaches. I showed
0: you the the, you know, yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. He's, 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 he's a good he's, guy. He's, he's an easy target for, the, <laughs> for some of my, so. my jokes as well. Yeah. Um,
2: but I, I, like, uh, and I, I like that. And then I do re- the releasing process on where I welcome any negative emotions. I sit with them for a second. I let them go. Until I until I look at that positive
0: statement, it just feels really tingly and warm in my body. Um, this goes on for, what, 10, 10 minutes or so in the morning? Yeah, usually I, I – Is I usually, this part of your meditation or this is –
2: no, the meditation's like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, depending yeah. on my time. Then I'll read my goals for about ten minutes and fifteen minutes and release on them. Mm-hmm. Then I'll usually do sometimes a little moving meditation, like what you would call Carl's work or yeah. Carl mentor Carl. I'll do a little exploring of that. Um where I'm getting deeper into the body. Sometimes I switch the order a little bit. Yeah. Um I should add that back in there. Yeah. And uh ankle twirling and the
0: <laughs> Yeah, I
2: change it all a lot. I make it my own, but it's uh but it, it uh it's that I feel has helped me a lot. Um, and then, uh, then whatever, you know, from there I might do something, anything that's going to make me emotionally feel good is what I would focus on in my morning ritual. So when I come out of it at the end, uh, whether that's a little bit of exercise, stretching, whether that's, uh, eating a certain food, whether that's taking a walk, like you said, because what I want to do is come out of it emotionally feeling a little buzzed and high, Mm -hmm. ready to face the day, not like, And that whole – what I used to do is get out of bed in the morning. What do I got to do? Ah, and then you I get – re- start into like reaction mode. Yeah, that right. reactive nature. I want to get rid of it and get a proactive nature started and mm-hmm. then go down the day with that. Uh Also, I like to have my goals written out before the morning, preferably the night before. And then so when I get up in the morning,
0: I'm not thinking like about – to-do list. Yeah, what do I got to do today? I see. In yeah. that case, oh, immediate, good. immediately create – Should it. add that in,
2: yeah.
0: Because um, I'll, I'll write them down a lot in the morning, and it's really – I see such a big difference when I write them down versus when I don't, Mm -hmm. I always get, you know, way more done because I'm actually remembering what to do. Otherwise I'll just go back into, you know, WhatsApp, Facebook messenger crap and just just get, you know, some sort of conversation will, you know, take me down this rabbit hole for a few hours. And then all of a sudden it's like the day's over. Yeah. yeah. And then you're you distracted <laughs> half the day. Yeah. It's very easy to do. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and especially with creative mindsets, it's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Some people are very disciplined, you know, and, and I'm creative. I, I love to I let my mind wander, so it's dangerous. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I find that if you write them down the day before in hypnosis school. One of the things that we've, we talk about is your your mind while you're sleeping is planning your next day a lot it's thinking about and so if you've written everything down that you're going to get done the next the night before your mind starts to settle into that idea while you're sleeping your dreams and Mm -hmm. starts to look at what you're going to create and then uh and then helps you to you know basically wake up in the morning you don't have to like get reactive and think
0: about all the things you got to do you just there it is yeah it's interesting i had a friend the other day had a (laughs) had a dream that was going to leave because uh, they knew that that person was going to leave. And then <laughs> it was a nightmare and then when they did it was not good. No. So, a little inside joke there anyway. Mm-hmm. Building but, uh, up like a volcano. But, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. There's a few guys who joined. While well, we have like 10 minutes left uh, if anyone wants to unmute themselves and ask a question go for it. We got looks like uh, Dan from Germany Joel from Phoenix Dan or Joel, do you have a question?
2: I have this image sometimes that people get on and they just wander off because they put it
0: into the kitchen, start (laughs) doing dishes. (laughs) Looks like Joel's going to ask something. He just unmuted himself.
3: Uh, I got caught. Um, (laughs) Did... uh, Robbie's super perceptive somehow. He's like psychic. Um... (laughs) Did or you I can
2: see your screen.
3: Did you? Whoa! Got
2: <laughs> yeah, this special app. You can see what you guys are doing. Yeah,
3: that's not my Pornhub link. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you get a lot of your affirmations from your hypnosis training? Like, and where did you get? How did you derive your um, ideas for your affirmations? And how much did? hypnosis training contribute to that and then where did you get trained on that on hypnosis
2: hypnosis hypnosis training help did help uh but i i i got them from a bunch of sources hypnosis training was one Uh, another one is mark allen it was heavily influenced by mark allen's millionaire course i think he's brilliant at writing things in in a positive way in a healthy way um, another one was from Sedona Method, uh, Hale DeWaskin, the way he puts them in the book, uh, the book Sedona Method. So kind of mixed ideas. And the idea is really, really simple when it boils down to it is I'm constantly, I believe that your emotional state affects how fast you're going to bring something into reality. Um, so if you're the higher or the more buzzed or happy or content, a good feeling without, without state phone, without, without like being a fake high, jumping up and down, screaming and yelling naturally, just through my body in a relaxed way, feel my endorphins flowing. The better I can feel while I read the affirmation, the more, the quicker I'll make it come true. So a lot of people write, I am a millionaire, but their body goes into complete resistance to the idea. Because it's so outside their belief system, and the more you say that over and over, the stronger the resistance gets. Well, the, the likelihood of you ever becoming a millionaire from reading that becomes slim to none. And um, that's what all these people teach: is that you gotta get in an alignment with the affirmation. So that's why I play with the words a lot until I get the words to the point where they kind of tingle for me. Uh, the hypnosis school I went to that also that talked about this very thing is Hypnosis Motivation Institute in Tarzana, California uh hypnosis.edu. So I might write something and I'll look at it from several choices. I might write something that says, uh I am I allow myself to be a millionaire, which is a lot easier than I am a millionaire. I choose being a millionaire. I allow myself to be a millionaire in an easy, relaxed way. Um uh, I allow myself to uh I I am be, I and I never say becoming cause that puts the future tense, right? Um I uh I choose being a millionaire, uh, uh, and, and feel it in my body more and more at each and every day. That might be another thing I write. It's like whatever connects with you. And then every day I read it and I refine it sometimes to get it a little closer to, to my heart, to, to feeling really good to me. So that's really uh, a big part of what I'm doing. Um, and I can't tell you how many clients I get. They read to me their affirmations and they and I can tell they're just not feeling them. They're trying to force them into their body. So we we do a lot of work playing with them. And, re- and I listen to them read them over and over until I can feel li- them actually getting a little lit up reading it. And that's a huge key, too. So you can record yourself. You can say it to yourself and see, does your body react to this? It's another thing. And then the last part of it is I don't treat them as affirmations in the traditional sense. I don't say them and try to force them into my body. Um I say them. If I feel good, that's great. But if I feel even 1% resistance, 2%, 10%, a little bit of resistance, that's fine. But then I want to start acknowledging the resistance, welcoming it, and letting it go. I want to feel good reading this, whether it's in my life now or not. Like when I read I am a, I'm a millionaire, do I feel really good saying that, whether it's true or not? And could I continue to feel good saying it, whether it ever becomes true? The more I get to that state, the faster it's actually going to show up in my life but if i'm looking for proof that it's true and i and otherwise i'm not going to feel good well i'm never going to create it and uh cuz you got to feel like you are it before it shows up and you can't be saying i'm going to feel like i'm it just to get it either you can't be saying i i feel like i'm a millionaire and it feels great and you're lying to yourself so you can get it that that doesn't work either um so that's kind of the game i play with myself it's it's a constant refinement literally Uh, So hopefully I answered all your questions there, Joel.
3: Oh, for sure. Thank you. That was
1: awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, so we'll take one
0: more so we can keep this around an hour. Uh, We've got Dan and Mark. Either of you want
2: to ask a question, or Joel, do you have another one?
4: Uh, Yeah, I haven't gotten the whole conversation because I just joined recently, but – what you said about the difference between feeling like really feeling like your affirmation is true and just saying it. Um, So I would say that's a tough thing to really really change. I I can say something and not feel it, but how do I get to the point to actually feeling it? I don't know if you talked about it before, but yeah. Do you have something in mind? Sorry. Do you have something
2: in mind?
1: um yeah something you're not, working on yeah um getting better in university um
4: uh like more specifically maybe have more girls around Ah, uh, okay like i so, i don't really uh, do affirmations so i don't really know but it wasn't interesting yeah and I, I might i want to try it out
2: yeah, I'm not a big fan of the word affirmation, only because it has so many negative connotations. But if it, if you like the word, go for it. Uh, I just I just see it as my goal. Okay, uh, it's something I'm creating. And um, so try saying the sentence. Uh, I I allow more girls in, in it, to be around me and see how that feels to you.
4: I allow more girls to be around me.
1: Yeah. How do you feel when you say that? Does your body relax or tighten?
2: I think it tightened (laughs) okay okay now think about this for a minute Um, you have two different uh, 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 you have your physical reality and you have your imagination and your imagination is doesn't always equal your physical reality does it no of course okay no so but the imaginary world is a world even though it's imagination, it's still a world. We imagine stuff and then from the imagination, like a blueprint, we create what we imagine. That's that's how everything and object in the room you're in gets created, right? Somebody imagined the computer and the being that you have in front of you. A little bit at a time. One percent of the time making changes till they, they got it right. Is that is that true? Yeah. Okay. So to get the girls in your world, you have to imagine and feel good about your imagination, really powerfully. And, and and you're gonna build it up like one percent. If you just get one percent better every day, that's all that matters. So if you if you take an example of this, um, something in your life you're good at, you're really good at. Maybe you weren't in the beginning, but you, or you did you accomplished. Maybe it was a goal you set, but you imagined it every day. Maybe it was getting into the right college. Maybe it was getting a date with a specific girl. Maybe it was doing something athletic. But you thought about it and imagined it every day. And even if you only felt 1% better about it each day, it compounded over a month, over three months, and created a huge shift in your reality. So the way I always look at it is, can I feel 1% lighter about this goal every day? And if I can do that every single day, how much will that compound in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? Do Do you see what I'm saying here?
4: Uh, yeah I think I know what you mean, so basically okay. it's it's okay like it doesn't have to change immediately that you feel like it, but if yeah. you get one percent every day um you feel more that it's true, then that's enough mm-hmm.
2: and that's that will cause a huge change. How do you think Michael Jordan became the best basketball player in the world when he sucked in high school? you know um and he was actually got kicked off the team is because he he practiced every day, enjoyed practicing, and got 1% better every day, ended up becoming one of the best, oh, the best in the world, arguably. Um, so when you say, uh, can I allow myself to have more girls around me, try it this way. I allow myself to have more, let's try words that feel good for you, girls, women, more women around me in an easy, relaxed way. Try saying it that way.
4: I allow more girls. Um... To be around
1: me. In an easy, relaxed way. Now say the words in an easy, relaxed way.
4: I allow more girls to be around me.
2: Yeah, but you got to say those words at the end in an easy, relaxed way. So I allow more girls to be around me in an easy, relaxed way. Or in, a, in a, something like that. Uh,
4: I allow more girls to be around me in an easy and relaxed way.
1: Did that make you feel lighter? Uh, Yeah, I think a bit.
2: (laughs) There you go. So that's the start of it. And if you can keep compounding that lightness every day, you'll get lighter and lighter around the idea. If you can get it to where it feels good in your imagination, then it has to start showing up in your, in your reality. Um, you can also say, uh, uh, I am, uh, experiencing having more women around me in an easy, relaxed way. That's, that's another way to say it. um, And there's, you know, this is where we would bring in all the supporting statements beneath it to start countering all his negative beliefs, which would then lighten up the main goal. Um, And uh, and I would dig into that with him a little bit until he can get it really light. Um, uh, And so try try that one. I am bringing I, I, I am experiencing having more women around me or talking to me in an easy, relaxed way.
4: I am experiencing having more girls around me in an easy and, um, yeah, in an easy way, in an easy and relaxed way.
2: You could also say in an easy, fun way or something like that. Uh, How does that feel? A little lighter? Uh,
4: I think I like the one before more. Okay. Uh,
2: You could also change it to I allow more girls to be attracted to me. Uh, I allow more girls to be attracted to me in an easy, relaxed way. That could be another way you say it.
0: I mean, the, the it sounds like it's important, Dan, for you to just you know write down some of these goals, mm-hmm. see how they feel, and and uh, you might have missed the part where we were talking about earlier. The goal is it's not positive affirmations. It's writing down goals, seeing how they sit with you. If they don't sit well, then you write down supporting goals that counter the the one that doesn't sit with you right. Exactly. So if you write down I want to be a millionaire next week, and like no fucking chance that's happening. Then you have to write down some supportive goals, like I will, you know, I want to do this, or it's not, it's not I want it. So I, I am this, yeah, or um, I am or right, well. I am. I am I so
2: well. if you write down, I'm going to be a millionaire, or, I am a millionaire, then, and you have the thought, I'll never be a millionaire, my dad's broke, my family's broke, then you would write uh, statements below that to counter each one of those. Um, Uh, I, I find myself accepting the idea of being a millionaire more every day. Uh, my dad, uh, my dad's reality does not equal my reality. I create my own reality. Um, uh, you know, money is hard to come by Uh, money is, uh, there are plenty of people out there that, that make money easily and effortlessly. And so you would write stuff like that. You're creating almost like a, a story beneath it of statements that, that are all positive, that completely affect the, the actual goal. They completely affect the actual goal okay sorry i'll stay back here so i don't get in trouble anymore uh they, com- <laughs> they completely affect the actual goal and
0: so that's basically the idea behind it all right cool well i got to uh run soon but thanks for coming on again man mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no problem thanks for listening if you want more go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes